Triple M. Welcome back to the Triple M CG. Welcome. Welcome. Summer. Pat Cash, Mark Bosnich, Tony Squires, the KFC Summer Session. Yes, hello to you on this Thursday afternoon for the second last time for the show. How sad. Obviously, next week the fill-in uh, drive shows will return uh, <laughs> yes. for the next 40-odd weeks. The amateurs. Uh, yes. We'll just take a little holiday, obviously, and be back for the, the raw all, deal next All about summer. quality, not yeah. quantity. Thanks, right. So two days, just two afternoons to share with you. Uh, gentlemen, lovely to uh, speak and be next to you. And I was next to uh, Cash, I'm not sure if you know that uh, Bosnich and I had our third date. Oh, yeah, I know all about that. Oh, yeah. Magnificent. Off we went to the films once more. Saw the little romantic comedy called Zero Dark Thirty. Outstanding. Zero mm. Dark Thirty. What, what is that about? It's about the, cat, the killing of Osama bin Laden. Yeah, the greatest <laughs> okay. manhunt in history. <laughs> it's not really romantic. It's about no. kind of dark romantic comedy. No. Uh, sensational film. Sensational film. You know, you know, Cashy, uh, there's the, the way that Bozza performs in the uh, cinema, i.e. usually it's... Uh, it's Bef- you see the Performs glow. or acts. It's yeah. a different <laughs> thing. Usually there's a glow from the cinema, the movie itself, then there's a glow mm. from uh, Bozza's phone as he <laughs> goes through his texts. I, so. I didn't bring the Phone didn't out today, bring no. the phone out. Not you for three hours. Captivated for the entire three wow. hours. Disciplined soldier. What did strike me today, apart from the fact that he, he came prepared, he, he brought banana bread, <laughs> uh, protein shake, a protein shake. Yeah, right. And nuts. And nuts. Yeah, yeah you know, which almonds. Just, just shuffling through the entire mm. thing. Mm. But just before the movie started, and uh, Cash, it must happen to you, obviously, when people recognise you and they want to get a photograph with you. Uh, and the guy sitting next to us, yeah. oh, Bozza, you know, I love you. Can I get a picture? Oh, my partner would be so excited. Get the photograph of, on their phone of Bozza mm-hmm. and, and this bloke. You know what Bozza does at the end of the movie? Gives the bloke his phone number. Jason, does he? Why, why yeah. would you why? give... Uh, when I'm sitting uh. right next to you, <laughs> I'm that. your date, Yeah. and some stranger who's asked for a photograph, you give but him your number. You've got to keep oh, your options mate, open. You mate. can't. Why would Jeez. you give him... You've keep, never met the I've bloke. Got to, I've got to keep you on your toes. Why would you give him your number, though? Seriously. I was just talking football, and I said, listen, I'll give you my number. We'll talk some other time. Jason De Rossi. I've just got first, a text. First, you first, never, first, ABC oh, Radio dear. Film Critic. <laughs> First, just got a text there. Look at that. First sign of the end of the relationship, guys. Unbelievable. You better, can we get counselling, guys? Can we get the uh, producer to get you guys some counselling? I believe I'm jealous. He didn't get any of my banana bread or nuts. Buddy. Sit to the sick mm. to the pit of my stomach. So much on the show today, including the man who stars in the new Underbelly, Underbelly Squizzy. He is yes. Squizzy Taylor. Jared uh, DePeteris will join us in the show. Sam Newman uh, will also be here. <laughs> so much ahead of us next, though. Sam, Sam, Sam. We love Sam. Sam stays on what happened. Oh, oh, that's Sam. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session on Triple M for the all-new Grilled Twister Max at KFC. It's Tastefully Chockers. Good times. Bad cash. What can we say? Sam Stozer. Every year, the Australian Open, it seems to find her out. She's clearly a great player. She's clearly got one of the great forehands of women's tennis and one of the great arms, actually. Uh, Four four arms and four... Yeah, serve. Serve's great. Exactly. She's won in the US. Seems to be able to do it overseas. And she acknowledges the pressure that when she plays in front of that, what I guess is a home crowd that has so much anticipation and yeah. expectation, it mm. seems to get the better of it. Now, yesterday, she was up 5-2 in the third set, and she went out in that way that we've seen mm. so many times. I think I might have said it to you, Bozza. You, you can just see a, a double, a double fault, fault coming and then, on, and that's and the way it ended. Yeah. What do you make of it? Yeah. Well, look, she's uh, she's a little bit underdone. She, you know, she had that ankle surgery. She's come back. She hasn't played the matches that she wanted to. She's a bit un- underprepared, so she hasn't had. So she's lost the first round in a couple of the pre-strain open tournaments, um, and you know, you, it's just like anything. You need a lot of practice to be playing under those conditions. And she's got the whole the whole crowd there, and 
Having the crowd behind you is great when you're down yep. and they can pick you up. You know, they're cheering you. Okay, get that. Mm. But when you want to finish a match off yeah. and you're a little bit tight and you haven't played a lot of matches and you're a little nervous and the opponent's very good. I mean, this this girl, she's no mug. She's been to the semi. She was a semi-final of the Australian Open a few years ago. Yizhen. So, yep. Yi Zheng, yeah. So she's a very good player. Um, so when the crowd is there and you're trying to get over the line and you miss a shot and the crowd goes, oh, oh, yeah. Sam, come on, Sam, come on. It <laughs> doesn't help. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> not help. You know, and then there's another one and another one and people go, oh, you yeah. get that one? And you're, you're sitting there and you're thinking, oh, my God, I'm just trying to get over the line here, just trying, and you get more and more nervous. It actually doesn't help. It makes it worse. Yeah. And, and Cashier, she's just got a case of nerves, you know. Cashier, a, a week and a half ago when we were um, going through the paper, the Telegraph, and we saw that article about the, the sports psychiatrist that she that she uses, and it seemed to me that article had come from her camp. Was that a wise thing, actually bringing to everyone's attention, that she does struggle here, playing in front of her own crowd? Is it not like just putting well, it more and more pressure on herself and you know, bringing it out in the open like that? Yeah, well, there's two ways of looking at it, yeah. But I mean, she's admitted herself that she, has, you know, she gets tight when she comes back here. And she, look, she just wants to do so well here. She's, it's not the best year for her because, I mean, because she, she had that ankle injury. So mm. I think she, at some stage she'll relax in a couple of years' time when we don't expect her to do well and she'll come out and play great. But, Cashy, how do you, and I don't know whether you had one of those losses, just watching, looking at her face yesterday, when she did, was the double fault, and it was just the slump in her shoulders, the look on her face, it was so intense. Uh, she admitted in the press conference afterwards that at 5-2 you'd have to call it a, a choke, you know, losing from that mm. point. How does she, you know, the old classic, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, how does she do that? Is it easy or is it really, really tough? I think in this case it's not so, not too tough because she, she knows what, what's happened and what's her lead-in and et cetera, et cetera. And it'll make a better, better, better player. And then you've got you to think of that way. You've got to think positively. But I think in the end it will. She'll come to form. And I think the next Grand Slam is the French Open on the clay. That's a more favoured surface. She's done very well there. She's been to the final and the semi-final. And I, I, she'll come back and, and she'll be fine. But All right. well, I want uh, to, it's not easy. I want not easy to, out there, guys. Otherwise, nah, everybody would do it. No, nah, correct. Uh, otherwise, I would have been there. Now, I, I want to get back to the, the gents, our boys, the last two, who are fighting out in intense heat. Yeah, uh, only two players speak. left in the tournament now. Yeah, after and, in, in tight games. But I, did, I don't know, uh, Cashy and Bosra, if you saw or heard uh, a little bit of a tantrum. You've got to love a tantrum on a tennis court. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got a I'm, nearly three-year-old at the moment, and he's doing this all the time. <laughs> nearly three. And, and the, the tantrum is pretty much the same as what Jersey Janowitz came up with. Now... Oh, come on, but this ball is so slow. How many times you don't see this ball? Tell me, how many times? And the, the mm. main point was just, no fun to play like this. No, no, it's right. not the best fun. one was fourth. <laughs> I tell you what, he's... He's a six foot eight Polish guy. Oh, is he? I would let him get away with that. He's a big, strong boy. All our apologies to you, Jersey. You are hundred percent right. KFC summer session on Triple M. This is the KFC summer session on Triple M. Summer afternoons on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session with Mark Bosnich, Pat Cash. I'm Tony Squires. The Lance Armstrong saga does continue. 
Mm. Uh, many questions, of course, will be asked by Oprah Winfrey. Uh, it's now, I think, uh, well, I was hoping it was going to be a trilogy directed by Peter Jackson, but it is a two-parter. <laughs> <laughs> a two-parter we'll see tomorrow, and we'll be all across at 1 o'clock. Starts uh, tomorrow, so it's yeah, two days, goes two days. saving time, goes, but yeah, a couple of days, so yep. uh, that interview. Right. I don't know if you've noticed, before we get to what Lance Armstrong is planning, because I think he, he certainly wants to continue some kind of sporting career, mm. apart from his business career, which is clearly in jeopardy, uh, and the charity stuff as well. Live uh, wrong. Yeah, that's live wrong, it seems. Uh, Oprah <laughs> has promoted, because it's important for her as well, she, her own network, which has been struggling, the, OWN, uh, the Oprah Winfrey Network. Her promo for this event sounds like this. We agreed that there would be no conditions on this interview and that this would be an open field. So here we go. Oprah, Lance Armstrong, no holds barred. Oprah and Lance Armstrong, the worldwide exclusive. That's like UFC. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's terrific. Uh, it's interesting that it's the, the title of it is Oprah first before it is Lance Armstrong. But anyway, that is the the way it will go. What do you think of his idea uh, that he wants to, you know, go into the Ironman or triathlete? Or, uh, you know, if he can what? get life ban lifted, yeah. perhaps if he whistleblows appropriately. Um, look, uh, he's got to do something for the rest of his career. I think this is part of the interview and part of the reason why. I think everybody deserves a second chance. Um, you know, it depends really what he comes out and says and the manner in which he says it. Um, because, you know, we, we all know about the past, the denials, the bullying, the yeah. threatening. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's time for him basically to, uh, to to try to put all that right. It, you know, it's, it's, it is easy to say sorry. Actions speak louder yeah. than words. It's but interesting, I think he, sorry he to deserves you. an opportunity, to, you know, like I said, willing that God willing the fact that he actually is going to put things right. He does deserve the opportunity to still earn a living. Yeah, well, that, that, I find that interesting. And you're, you're a guy who's mm. been through bits and pieces. So, yeah, well, my, uh, mine was social drugs. Yeah, you know, well, I, I never, you know, absolutely, yeah, so, absolutely. Um, the, which carries a, a nine-month, or did carry a, a nine-month up, a minimum nine-month ban, maximum two-year ban. Yeah. Um, but performance-enhancing drug is not really something that... Uh, but surely not back into cycling. Football. You wouldn't let him get back into cycling. Uh, Surely, what he's done is so large that yeah, you know, and so, so against. Yeah. Depends. What the I, I want to hear what comes out of his mouth. Okay. But, but most definitely, that money that he took, like I said, the suing the Sunday Times. Yep. I've said yep. that before. Mm -hmm. The money he took off the U.S. Postal Office. I mean, that's thirty million dollars. Yeah. Um. On it's basically that you know that a good portion of that needs to go back because he basically you know defrauded them. Yeah. Cashy, should he be allowed to be in another sport? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, if he if he wants to, he's it's a different sport altogether. Obviously, there's plenty of drug tests going on. Yeah, but I'm wondering how old he is. Oh, obviously, he's he's talking about triathlons, Ironman stuff. Is that right? Yeah. I don't um, know. In human years or drug taker years, uh, it's hard to know exactly how old he is. It changes. Uh, look, I'm, it's our second last day, so obviously I'm being very lazy. Uh, so lazy that I'd like to use somebody else's material here. I don't know if any of you saw the project uh, on the Ten Network last night. Uh, now, towards the end of the show, they, were, they had been discussing Lance Armstrong and the Oprah Winfrey. And Oprah, who, as we spoke yesterday, she'd gone on an American TV show mm. discussing how the interview had gone. Now, James Matheson decided, uh, with a little bit of um, oh, wizardry mm. and recutting, that it was obviously not just about drug taking. It was more of a, a romance between Oprah <laughs> and Lance. He knew that I had a place in Hawaii and maybe we could get together for lunch. He certainly had prepared himself for this moment. And at the end of it, 
um, two and a half, literally two and a half hours, we, we both were pretty exhausted. Emotional doesn't begin to describe the intensity. The word I keep using is satisfied. Yeah, there was a lot of talk that you were chosen because you would not go deep, you would not go hard. About an hour and 28 minutes in, we took a break. Did you have a strategy going in? I went in prepared to have to dig and pull and stay there for at least four hours. <laughs> he was just ready. So I hand carried them in my bag along with my, my dog food and dog leashes. I think back in 1993, I, uh, of course, I did Michael Jackson live around the world. I would say I was satisfied. I dips, I dips my lid. That was very, very good. Thank you. That was the bro- from the project on 10. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Yes, for the all-new Grill Twister Max at KFC, it's Tastefully Chockers Good Times. Now, many of you know that Adam Gilchrist, who has been on this show up until this week, he's very busy at the moment uh, with the National Australia Day Council he's involved with, has been for some years. Oh, has he? He's a quite a big wheel. Hey? Oh, Gilly. Oh, yeah. Don't hey, you worry about it him. all down the old oh, Gilly, no. but he's there. You think of him as just, you know, the world's Lord greatest. Gilchrist. We give a batsman. But no, 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 no. Uh, he will be, I don't know if he was outraged at the story this morning, that Ida Buttros was mistakenly named uh, in a promotional material as the Australian of the Year 2013. Oh. Uh, given that the announcement... How can they make a mistake like that? Well, it doesn't, isn't announced till Friday, I think, the 25th, uh, mm. the Australian of the Year. What happened was what, she is the New South Wales Australian of the Year because right. every state mm. has, has a winner. One. Then they all go into the, you know, the bag... Mm. You know, and some lucky punter to draw. So she will be. She's a nominee. Well, they're all she's worthy a, of it, really. They, they? are it's all worthy of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look, ever since they moved on from the sports people to scientists like Sir Gustav Nossel, uh, <laughs> usually if you've been, <laughs> been the Australian cricket captain, you've got a, a higher than average chance to yeah, if become you win. Australian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're in a winning mode. Well, yeah. see, Clarky, I would have thought this year should have. You know, oh, wait, wait, wait for you. Maybe, perhaps if they regain the Ashes. Two series. Next year. Yes. Ah, good call. Away and then home. Ah, good idea. Yeah, okay. Got to win both, you reckon. Cashy, you ever been, Minimum. you know, in the mix for Australian of the no, Year? No. no. Uh, Pat Rafter got the Australian of the Year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Didn't he? Yeah. He did. And for his ago. work for underpants. Uh, right. Yes. <laughs> the for work for, for right, winning. Okay. So what we'll, the, because we love you to be involved in the show in this way with our online poll, you just have to go to the triple uh, m.com.au and vote. We have got the list, and it is those people Let's who go. have, have gone. So I'll, look, I'll quickly run through it. I know, uh, you'll recognise all of these names because they're very, very prominent and terrific Australians. Uh, Dr. Tom Calmer. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Um, Ida Buttrose is there. She's yes. from New South Wales, right? No, Mark, Ida. Mark Gross and Michael Honan, of course, they're from Northern Territory, yeah, Nurtured Indigenous yeah, Performance. Yeah, please say the state so I just realise yeah, okay. which that I know. Professor Adele Green uh, yes. from Queensland, cancer researcher, yeah. amazing work. Sonia Ryan, um, who's Sonia. from South Australia. Uh, Andrew Hughes, who's a, from Tasmania, an adventure teacher. Yeah, Husey. Husey. Yeah. See, just by putting a Y on the end of people's names doesn't mean you know them. Yeah, of course uh, not. Harold Mitchell, Mitchell Lee. Oh, Mitchell Mitch. Mitch is a philanthropist. Yes. And, of course, from Western Australia, Kerry Stokes. Yeah, Stokesy. Stokesy. Yeah. yeah. Stokesy. Stokesy. Good boy. Used to be my boss. May have sacked me from memory. Okay. Well, you know Gilly. You know Gilly. You're going to make a phone call. Stokesy's out. These are all on our list. Who should of those be Australian? Oh, plus. The last one, Bernard Tomic. I'm not sure how he managed to get on the list. Weekend at Bernard. You, you go <laughs> triplem.com.au and you tell us who of those, all of them sensational people, all have done great things, who should be the Australian of the Year when oh, I reckon no, I'm, I'm leaning towards Yuzi. Yuzi. <laughs> it's the KFC Stokesy. Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. 
The KFC Summer Session on Triple M for the new Grilled Twister Max. KFC has taken the Twister to new limits. Good times. We spoke earlier about Sam Stoza and that, well, how do you describe that uh, horrible end to her game yeah. yesterday? That loss where it was so gut-wrenching to watch. Mm. Just trying to imagine how she felt. And uh, she's clearly spoke to the media after and talked about, you know... Very bravely, yeah, I must say. Well, I guess you, you have to front up in those situations, don't you? Well, you but get fined. Yeah, but, but she I'm was sure also, she yeah, she I, was I know honest. a lot of sportsmen, especially a lot of football managers, I reckon, in a similar situation. Would no just, show? No. Nah. Yeah, I can understand yeah. that. You're fined, I'll, I'll pay it. Big deal, no show. But, but I Cashy, thought she done you, well doing that. You said to us, Cashy, uh, uh, about that, the idea of when nerves get the better of you, and Perhaps it's not just in sport. Maybe, no. Or have you have you had any moments where nerves have really got to you, or have you used them to feed? What no, absolutely. I mean, I'm human. I was actually a very nervous player. So I, I was the style of play made uh, in my attacking play, and that was one of the reasons why I became an attacking player because I didn't like players sort of getting on top of me. I'd getting really nervous when they'd come at me and start attacking. So I said. Screw this! I'm going to do what they do, and that's how that's that's actually basically how I became the sort of player I was. Right. But everybody gets nerves. Yeah. Do you know what nerves really are? What are they? Here's a here's a deep this philosophical. Dr. Cash, or Dr. Or Cash, mm-hmm. psychologist. Oh, yeah. Nerves are actually a fear of being unloved. That all boils down to unloved. You fear wow. you get nervous because you think something's going to go wrong, and in the yeah. end, somebody's not going to love you, or you're not going to love yourself. And it's that's what it is. That's what nerves is. That's what nerves is. The good English that one. Well, that that's is. what nerves are. That's good. Yeah. Do, you, do you feel loved right now? Um, I was going to say, there's no chance that happened to Bozzo. Because no one loves the Bozzo more than the Bozzo himself. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You, see, you love yourself. You don't have a problem with that. But it is. So you fear, yeah, that, that fear of everything going wrong and spiraling. It's spiraling. Guys do it. Typically, guys do it. And that's all about depression. Men, Young men's depression. They keep thinking, 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 get things get worse, worse, worse. And it's not actually there. Not yeah. actually real. You know what? I say this, Cashy, sometimes in, in, in soccer circle, football circle, sorry, um, you know, that you can think too much. You know, a lot of people look at me like a, you know, like I'm a weirdo, which sometimes mm-hmm. I am. But, mm-hmm. I, you know, like when I say that, I'm overthinking, yeah. Overthinking, you know, when you, you know, just, you know, act on your instinct, trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, not so easy, though. Well, there are, no, as we said, look, uh, there are, you know, nerves that you have in yes. those sorts of situations. It doesn't necessarily need to be sport, but be, in, whether it's a need to be loved, but often it is just you, you want to perform well. And I remember, you know, hosting yes, the, yes. the Olympics on Seven and being Oof. absolutely oh, yeah. in that space where mm. when something was going wrong, it was really hard to get it back and get to work back. out, you know, because you're live and you know what's happening. You know how many people are watching mm. and how, what the expectations on you are. And, you know, you can have miserable failures. Your brain cramp. You, you go yeah. blank. You just don't, you can't think, you, you, nothing will work. And Freeze. for many yeah, people, absolutely. for many people, those kinds of situations, it may well be, you know, yeah. your, your, your wedding speech, the greatest night of your life. It's happened to me once. Yeah, the wa- greatest night of your life and you want to perform and, you know. Public the, speaking. Public yep. speaking. Very, yep. What do you mean it's happened to you once, boss? Well, I went for my driving license. Really? Yeah. What yeah. happened? I don't know. I just I was Nerd. doing a three-point turn, but I went over two lanes, nearly went into the car across the other side of the road. <laughs> really, yeah. a spectacular fail. A because spectacular of fail, buddy. I yeah. really want to hear from you. One triple three five three. Uh, look, we all relate to Sam Stoza. We're all sad about what happened to her, but I think we can relate in that performance thing where the nerves of the event have got to you, and you have fallen over in a heap and failed. One triple three five three. What's your spectacular nerve story?
This is true. We've all got one. We've all got one. It's a KFC summer session. This is the KFC summer session on Triple M. The KFC summer session on Triple M with Mark Bosnich, Pat Cash, Tony Squires for the all new grilled Twister Max at KFC. It's tastefully chockers. Good times. We're talking about Sam Stoza and yesterday, once again, sadly, uh, dipping out in front of a home crowd. And after the game, we said you bravely fronted up and we're talking about nerves and how it affects you. And she admitted when asked the question of uh, what made her do it. Do you think you choked? I don't know, whatever word you want to put on it, 5-2 up in the third, so double break probably is a bit of a choke, yeah. It doesn't necessarily need to be sport. We were wondering from you, when was it when the nerves got the better of you? Uh, one triple three five three. Jordan, g'day. How are you, boys? Good, thanks, Jordan. How are you? Good, guys. Very well. That's good. What happened? Talk to us. Year 12, boys. I yep. was a Scheisenhausen footballer, <laughs> but it was our grand final. I took the mark in the goal square Woo-hoo. to win the grand final. We were three points down. Yeah. Went back and kicked it straight into the point post, out of bounds, <laughs> on the full. <laughs> Yeah. In the goal square, boys. Uh, and did your team rush to you? Uh... They did not know what to do. I just dropped to my knees and, uh, yeah, it just uh, felt terrible. How that many happens. nights have you gone to sleep just thinking about that moment and oh, wishing mate, you could replay it? It like crazy. If I, if I kicked it, I would have been a legend. Instead, <laughs> I'm just a complete dickhead. <laughs> no, we love don't, you, Jordan. We don't love say you. that, Jordan. <laughs> don't, because you will be. Don't. Well, Thanks, Jordan. Ryan, what about you? Okay, boys. Um, doing the state shot put. Yep. Rocked up. Everyone was throwing heaps further than I was, and I was getting really nervous. Uh-huh. Mm. I thought, no, nah, this this is my time to shine. This is this is where I'm going to make a name for myself. Yep. I stand up, grab the shot put, go to throw it halfway through. Everything fell apart. Dropped the shot put on my foot and busted it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the broken foot. Oh, and did God. somebody come out with a tape measure and measure how far it had gone? <laughs> Uh, funnily enough, the lady just yeah. said foul. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I love oh, it. G'day, dear. Stacey. What happened? Hi, boys. I uh, went skydiving for my 30th last year oh. and um, last one out of the plane and the poor young bloke for his 18th decided to jump before me with the instructor on his back mm-hmm. and uh, the nerves got the better of him and he vomited <sighs> midair right on in the instructor's face. We had to wait till it sort of cleared a bit oh. before I could jump. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yes, yeah, like oh. that's fair enough. When you're looking, you've got 10,000 feet below you. Isn't that a terrific yeah. journey to the earth mm. for the instructor? Oh, <laughs> mm. Thank you, Stacey. There you go. It there happens. Go. Sam Stoza, don't feel so bad uh, about yeah, yourself. I, I think perhaps we're overlooking a little bit. Cash, you'll be able to tell us more, more than anything. Are we giving enough credit to, to Zhang? The, the, oh, the saying she's a great yeah. play, good player. I mean, good players will take that opportunity and there's no mugs here in the Australian Open so mm. takes a little bit of nerves and a bit of good play from the opponent and there you go it's all over we are going to go underbelly very shortly with the star of Ooh. the new underbelly uh, Jared DeParis will join us on the KFC Summer Session this is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M this is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M for the all new Grilled Twister Max at KFC it's tastefully chockers good times Certainly good times than ever. A new underbelly comes mm. out. The franchise has been absolutely amazing. Some of the best television we've produced yes. uh, in this country and up there with any television produced in the world. There, I have said it. The latest instalment is Underbelly Squizzy, and Squizzy is the name of the character. The actor playing uh, Squizzy Taylor is Jared DePeris. He joins us right here, right now. Jared, g'day. G'day, Tony. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, mate, this is one of those great roles for you, isn't it? And as I said, the Underbelly franchise, part of the great thing about it has always been the quality of of the writing as an actor. I guess that's what you look for? Yeah, absolutely. I think quality of writing, good stories to tell, um, you know, amazing characters. That's the thing. You know, America's been doing it doing it for so long. Mm. Um, 
and I think we're just jumping on board. And 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 Underbelly's done a done a, a, a great job of telling Australian stories and and stories that we want to see and hear and. And, um, you know, Squizzy's certainly one of those. And, Jared, in terms of the character and so forth, what type of preparation did you put into this filming in getting inside a mind of somebody like that so, so you could play this role really well? Um, look, uh, you know, I'd love to say I just went and chilled with McGatto mm. and the like and, yeah. you know, learned firsthand, but I certainly A lot of prostitutes, it. obviously. <laughs> 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 look, there was a lot. Was bags of drugs right <laughs> sitting here right <laughs> at the front of us now. And, uh, and they're pats. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's got me. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, Can we edit that out, please? It <laughs> <laughs> was actually a serious question, chaps. Yeah, uh, look, I, I think, you know, I started I started um, kind of doing the research mm. um, and and the team at Underbelly are great at kind of sifting through all the unnecessary and, and getting some some good stuff to um, to build a foundation on. And, mm. and, you know, that's where it starts. And then I guess for me, a lot of my work is, is kind of working on the physicality and, and vocally mm. where I wanted to sit and how to play it and make it realistic and, and also entertaining for such a show. Now, when Jared, you say, did, w- sorry, Paddy, when you say vocally, what, you know, explain to our listeners what you mean by that. I guess just, you know, naturally trying to find uh, where I wanted the character to sit. Obviously, mm. it's 1920s, so, you know, the slang that we have today and the, I guess the laziness that we have today <clears throat> didn't really um, or wasn't apparent back then. Yeah. yeah. So and also just character-wise, you know, he was a small guy, but mm. but had a had a had a vicious mouth, and and uh, I wanted to just you know work with that and, and find something realistic. Mm. So what kind of character was Squizzy? Give us a an I idea. Get, you know, a comparison, something that I kind of referenced. I can't remember whether you've ever seen Goodfellas, mm-hmm. yeah, but yep. Joe Pesci, something like uh, that, nice. where you know, short guy, but you know. Certainly, very vicious and attitude, man. attitude, short <laughs> man syndrome, basically. Yeah, basically, <laughs> it's amazing, Jared. You've got because you're six foot seven. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's amazing how you can do yeah. that. Yeah. I know. No, Jared, so he's a real old time gangster. He, d- he did just around the traps, doing all sorts of uh, yeah, yeah. dodgy stuff. Absolutely. I mean, he was he was not only the first kind of Melbourne celebrity gangster, but uh, you know, things that I learned is that he he almost pioneered celebrity criminals in the world. We think of kind of Al Capone, yeah. but he was you know, a few years before that. And that all started with prohibition in the states, but what he was doing in Melbourne and Australia, um, you know, pioneered a way mm. ahead of his time. Well, yeah, absolutely. And and you look at the gangsters of today and and the like, and the films that we watch today, and so many of them kind of you know based the way they they act on Squizzy Taylor. It's fascinating. I've always been sadly because my father was a policeman and a lay preacher, uh, <laughs> a hopelessly nice person, Jared. Yes. It seems to me that I've gone down the wrong path because according to all these underbelly franchises. <laughs> It's the bad bloke who gets the chicks. Uh, Squeezy's right? got three chicks, and they're all hot. Uh, you know, everybody in every underbelly are hot uh, chicks. What's that about? Well, he died when he was 40. Maybe that's... Uh, uh, exactly. Like that. I, I, mean, I was going to say, if you watched the last episode, they're yeah. all dead or in prison, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, you don't really see an old gangster, do you? Yeah. Very few. That's very true. That's, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's the perks of staying on the good side. I just wanted to ask you, because people would maybe, you know, The Cup and uh, as another film that you've been. I think you played mm. Frankie Dottori in that, mm-hmm. the jockey. Yeah. How are you with your horse riding? You still get on a horse and you know gallop and gallop. 
I certainly don't. I mean, there's a little, there's a little yeah, there's a, there a bit of five-minute uh, squizzy shot of film, uh, <laughs> which is, you know, true, and, and we reference that in, in the show, and mm. he's, uh, he, he rides a horse in it, so they got me on this thoroughbred, and I absolutely shat myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I am, I am, I'm only doing a walk, and the Wrangler is holding the rein the whole time. Yeah. I love it. Mate, yeah. congratulations once again. I'm sure Underbelly Squizzy will go, dare I say, gangbusters. Uh, the franchise is brilliant, and uh, it's great to talk to you. You too. We'll be Appreciate watching, Jared. Thanks, Mark. Mate. Cheers, boys. Well, Jared DeParis there from Underbelly Squizzy. He is Squizzy, and this is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M for the all-new Grilled Twister Max at KFC. It's tastefully chockers, good times. Uh, plenty to come in the show. We'll speak to Sam Newman in the next hour. Cashy, we should just mention, of course, that was a great win, amazing win for Bernard Thomas. Yes. That was an absolute fight. Just, uh, I think in it was only marathon. one set that the, didn't go to tiebreakers. Yeah. So it was one in four sets, 7-6 uh, in the tiebreaker mm. to, to win. His opponent was... Uh, He'd kind of a bit of a world beater. He didn't. Um, where, where, where's he ranked? He was a qualifier. Well, he, yeah, he's a qualifier. So yeah. he's a German qualifier. There's that many good players out there, but uh, he got went through qualifying, got through his first round, upset the seed along the way. So he's no mug, big, tall, serving big German. Serve. Yeah, and big uh, serve. you know he's yeah, he's one to watch. I suppose he's, he was coming through. But, uh, yeah, it's a good win. Uh, you know, in that stinking heat. hot conditions. I mean, it's really hard to play in those conditions. Almost a battle of survival. I mean, you know, 38, uh, not a lot of shade and uh, windy as well. So when you're tired and the, wind, the ball's blowing around in the wind, it really does your footwork in. Six seven seven five seven six seven six. Bernard Tomic is through to the third round where, in all likelihood, he will come up against an easy beat named Roger Federer. <laughs> <laughs> good luck, Bernard. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session for the all-new Cricketers Pack at KFC. Perfect for sharing good times.